neither sees him or knows him. Thank you for that spirit, your spirit, spirit of the Lord. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you, spirit that brings your fellowship, brings your communion, it brings your persons, your person. Father, we thank you. Bless your name. Glory. Thank you, Lord, for times of refreshing, times of times of communion, fellowship. Thank you for the sweet fellowship of the, of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for accessing to such fellowship. Father, we bless your name. Thank you, our Father. Thank you, you're, you're causing our hearts to rest in the place of fellowship, place of communion, to, to, man, to desire just one thing, to be in your presence all of our days, never to depart from you. Never to be separated. Thank you. Thank you, friend. Thank you for the spirit that's drawing us near, bringing us closer, taking us higher, elevating our soul, our consciousness, our heart, our will, our, all of our being, Lord. The spirit of resurrection is calling us, bringing us out of the grave, separating us from our filthiness, from our death even bringing life to us spirit that communicates your life that carries your life that can transmit your life into the hearts of men spirit of god thank, father we thank you thank you for thank you for seasons and dispensations of the holy ghost times for fener for now to fenerati first to feel and to refill and to feel and feel and feel and to, to my to feel, to make you feel us, to even feel us and again and feel and feel and to feel and for to feel us, for to, for to make you feel, to feel, to feel us again and again and again and again. Thank you. Coming on, we cannot march the push us, cross the team and stretch the preempters for an osta panta lubra and a altesa for for not men and cannot even not enough not at all help and all help and all help and all help and all 
Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Father, let to fast to feed you. Father, to feed you, to feed you. Fisios to feed, to feed you, to feed you. To be a halter, my car, my car, my car, my car. Pandos to make you feel and fatty and to make you feel. For you to feel the answers best to peer for 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 full man for 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 full man for for the matter of full full for fear for fear for full full man for the matter but fear fear full man full sick full man full man for 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 full man for fear for 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 to make you full, it's to make you full. To make you able to come back karma to me ever more. To me and to more to make you, to make you full. <laughs> to make you full. Half the hour to full. Come to come to And to cost you full. And to cost you full. And to cost you full. Thank you, Father. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's the season of the outpouring of my spirit for more fullness, for more feeling of the spirit, for more fullness, for more feeling of the spirit to bring you up to fullness. I will feel you. I will refill and refill and refill and refill you until you come to fullness that you can then fulfill prophecy. You then, then fulfill prophecy, that which is written for you, that which has been written about you and concerning you can only be done when you are full of the Spirit. Now is the season where I will keep refilling and I will keep pouring out the Spirit till you come to fullness that you may fulfill prophecy for the prophecy is at hand. The prophecy, it is at hand. The prophecy, it is at hand. It is at hand. It is time for fulfillment. And I'm filling you up. I am filling you up. I am filling you up. And bringing 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 you out of the miracle. I'm bringing you out of the dust. I'm bringing you out of the miracle. I'm bringing you out of the dust. And I'm founding and stronging and rooting your feet upon the rock upon the rock for fullness for in fullness you will fulfill the prophecy that is written concerning you it the prophecy is at hand it's time for the fulfillment of prophecy it's time for the fulfillment of that which is written concerning you it is time for that to be fulfilled Thank you, Father. Amen. Our Lord, we bless you tonight. Thank you for your spirit with us. Father, we ask that in the next few minutes that we have, I pray that your, you minister to us by your spirit and cause us to come into all that you have for us for today. Thank you, Lord. I yield myself as your vessel to use me to speak your word with accuracy. Lord, with power, Father, with great endowment of spirit and with utterance from above. Thank you, Father. 
we pray for also understanding. Let it let there be penetration, more depth, more depth of comprehension. Father, thank you for the feast you've created, you've set the table. I pray may you also quicken us to eat. To to eat of the table which you have prepared. Thank you, Father. May he love on Sata Tamunot. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, mana nihala this. From an on the hells, a simian, from it, 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 from from it, 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 Thank you, Father. 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 Manashti vati ananoshte prate gadadadadadoste. Aliva garoshte prate venasta. Oof, fanamasti, fanamashti, masajibas kadiyoshte masamata. Fanamashti. For I have anointed your lips. I have anointed your lips for to tear down buildings for to tear down wrong images and to form the image of christ and souls of men i have anointed your lips i have put words in your souls i have formed that which has been formed in you and is gonna be formed in men i have raised you as an building that you raise all the buildings in the image of christ to tear down wrong buildings to tear down wrong temples wrong places of worship and to form the image of christ in men for this was given to paul and has been passed down into apostles in this season and it's been put in your lips for to form men for to form men after the order of christ says the spirit of the lord Thank you, Father. Thank you. Father To me, hello. Thank you, Father. You open it, 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 Presto, thank you. glory, 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 thank you, Jesus. Afra te monosi, fra tila, fra te tosi, fra tila manasetari araroste. 
It's open, it's open, it's open, it's open to you. It's open to you. It is open to you. It is open to you. For it's a season of the formation of Christ in the man. It is open to you. It is open to you. As many as are called, it is open to you. Come in, come in, come in. It is open. 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 For it's the season where Christ will begin to be formed in man. I'm moving you forward. I'm moving you higher. I'm moving you forward. Come in, come in, come in, come in. It is open. It is open. It is open. It is open. God, um, Joel chapter, Joel chapter two. I don't know. Amen. Joel chapter two. Praise God. We just follow the Spirit tonight, um, as as God helps us. Joel two. Are you there? Amen. If you're there, say Amen. Verse 28. Joel 2, verse 28. Please help me read first down to verse. Just read down. Yeah. Yeah. And it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions. And also upon your servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit. I will show one and I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass. That whosoever shall call upon the na- shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered, for in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance, 
as the Lord hath said, and in the remnants whom the Lord shall call. For behold, in those days. Okay, no, that's fine. Okay. Amen. Mm. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Um, this, this, um, this Joel 20, chapter two, there's prophetically, um, it's a. Um, there are layers of prophetic appropriations of this verse. I, I think I believe this is a key verse of the New Testament. Um, this is. This is this is the verse. I think both in my recollection, um, most of my recollection of, and also from listening to messages and all that, following the word of God for. Times and different seasons and dispensations. I praise God in the body. I know that this verse, or is one of the key um, verses of Scripture, prophecy of Scripture, that opened up the the Pentecostal experience. And uh, praise God. And the Pentecostal experience is the is the beginning of the. Um, is the beginning of the New Testament era. Praise God. Uh, New Testament era. Not New Testament in terms of doctrine. Praise God. But New Testament in terms of the dispensation for men. Beginning, of course, with the provision of the saving of the spirits of men, right? That should now continue and carry on into the soul, praise God. And so after the spirits are saved, the, the trigger, what actually salvation of spirit unlocks, is the, it unlocked this prophecy. Praise God. It unlocked this prophecy at a level. Mm-hmm. So and and so you see, and that the experience of Pentecost. I mean, I remember my own Pentecost experience that I saw when I was younger, um, because mm-hmm. I was in a Pentecostal church. Um, praise God! Mm-hmm. In fact, the name of the church is Christian Pentecostal Mission. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So that that's the church I grew up in. Praise God. So we, we knew a bit about Pentecost. And and the and the the new the new a bit. Um, thank God for the grace of God upon the general overseer of that ministry. That's Daddy Ezekiel. Amen. So he is a man of the spirit, and and a lot of ministers in that ministry were of, of that breed also. It's, it's the breed of ministers I, from my recollection that I remember, from that time. It's hard to find such. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I maybe I went into a different 
I guess, denomination later or something where there, there isn't that breed. Maybe, maybe they are still there, but I, I haven't seen a lot of them like that, praise God, who, who um, handled the Pentecost and finished. <laughs> praise God, they left nothing out of the Pentecostal experience. And so, so this verse was, uh, this verse was used. This verse was used a lot in that season. But you now find that this verse is now it keeps coming back again, right? It's coming back again, and and we are seeing it. I'm seeing it afresh. Praise God! Hallelujah. And so it's coming to give out. I know we've seen before how when Peter spoke on the day of Pentecost and he was quoting this verse, he was saying, "I will pour out of my spirit." So it's give a sense of a portion, and and the Holy Spirit that brought that revelation to show that this is a portion of what this verse is talking about. Amen. Amen. But, I, but I believe there's an, there's an actual time, an actual fulfillment of this particular verse. Even though it, 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 a portion of it has come for a, for a season, an initial season, which many souls have enjoyed, and which souls should continue to enjoy. Praise God. Um, there should be there will be more seasons to come. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, this verse is talking about the pouring out. And you see, he says something in verse 28. He said, it shall come to pass afterward. So, to really, to appropriate this verse, there's a, you have to go deeper, go back into what, what did he say? What was he saying before? Then when he when he now says afterward, I mean there are things that need to be accomplished. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Um, before you see when you go back to all the way, that's that chapter two. You go from the beginning of chapter two. You said you blow the trumpet in Zion, sound the alarm, Amen. In my holy mountain, let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord cometh, for it is nigh at hand. And he began to describe that day. Praise God. And then at some point, he now began to give instruction to the priests. He gave instruction to what the people should do. Amen. Where he was saying they should rend their hearts. (laughs) Verse 8 to 13. Rend your heart, not your garment. Turn to the Lord your God, for is gracious and merciful. Slow to anger of great kindness. Repenteth him of the evil. Praise God. Um, amen. amen. Then verse 15 says, Blow the trumpet in Zion, sanctify a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children, and those that suck the breast, and let the bridegroom go forth of his chamber, and the bride out of her closet. Raise God. Then verse 17 now began to address the priests. There's a role of what the priest should begin to do. He said, Let them minister, right? The minister of the Lord weep between the porch and the altar, and let them say, Spare thy people, O Lord, and give not thine heritage to reproach, that the heathen should rule over them. Wherefore should they say among the people, Where is their God? Amen. And he said, He will be jealous for the land. Praise God. So, then you now see verse 25. Praise God. Okay, verse 23. It says, Be glad then, ye children of Zion. 
and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he had given you the former rain moderately, and he will cause to come down for you the rain, then the former rain and the latter rain in the first month, and the floor shall be full of wheat, and the vats shall overflow with what? With wine and oil. And I will restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten, the canker worm, the caterpillar, the palmer worm, my great army which I sent among you. And then you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God that had dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be ashamed. And you will know that I am the most, I am the, in the midst of Israel and that I am the Lord your God and none else, and my people shall never be ashamed. So, all these things should happen. And then, it shall come to pass afterward. Amen. So, it's after all this has happened. Afterward. Then, there will now be the pouring out of my spirit. So, so really, the, the real prophetic, what this verse is carrying, is talking about what he called the pouring out of my spirit. Which is, when it's my spirit, this is not the, it's not the Holy Ghost of Pentecost. It's not the spirit of the Lord. Per se. Even though in season of, the, when, when it's time to, for the spirit of the Lord to be revealed, you have to come and peel out of this promise, this verse out of this verse too, which is what is also happening. Praise God. But there is the ultimate prophecy which is spoken of here, which is what he calls the pouring out of my, of my spirit. Amen. Uh, do you see that? The pouring out of my spirit. And then, when it, it's time for that pouring out, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And all your sons. Now, it's very key when they say all flesh. All flesh will not experience Pentecost. Or the, oh sorry, no, no, not put it that way. The pouring out of Pentecost doesn't have that, it's not in the season of all flesh. Because many are, will endure, will come into Pentecost. Pentecost can be given to some flesh. Like in in on the day of Pentecost, it was some flesh. Praise God! Even though there was a type of there was a type of the the Holy Ghost demonstrated something. It made it made sure it, there was a gathering of people from far and wide, from different nations. They were in Jerusalem when the Holy Ghost was poured out. Praise God! Um, but but that is a telling you that this spirit is for all flesh right it's the outpouring is really for all flesh but to get to a point where the spirit can be poured out to all flesh a lot of things must have happened there must have been a there must have been a lot of advancement and breakthrough into all flesh because where all flesh has are hidden the just the power of Pentecost, they cannot get to all flesh where all flesh are. Praise God. Yeah, what did I say? The power of what? Pentecost. Of Pentecost cannot get to all flesh 
where all flesh are. That in Pentecost, they had to look for an opportunity or target a time when all kinds of people will gather. Praise God. And then they began to speak. When they began to speak in tongue, the Holy Ghost came. Each of them began to hear in their own hearing. Now, now that, that hearing that they began to hear in their own language, that was not, that is not part, that's not tongue and interpretation. You praise God. Neither is that, you know, some people held on to that thing and say, no, this is how tongues are supposed to be. So anybody, if, if they are speaking tongues, I don't hear in my own language, then they are lying. So <laughs> someone told me that thing recently. <laughs> Praise God. Yeah. Amen. Someone told me that thing recently. <laughs> that, man, but that, that was the pattern that of, of <laughs> like, most, other people must hear. That's the proof that it's in your... Well, of course, that's obviously not true. There are many instances in the Bible where they were speaking in tongues, but there was no interpretation. Am I correct? In, in Colossus' house, did anybody stand up to interpret the tongues that they spoke? <laughs> Nobody stood up to interpret. When Paul went to Ephesus and he laid hands on them and they were baptizing, and, and they were baptizing the Holy Ghost, no one stood up to interpret. So there's, it's not every tongue that is like that. Praise God. And even when they mentioned tongues and interpretation of tongues, those like First Corinthians 14, that was speaking of a different thing altogether. Amen. So in, in Acts chapter 2, there was no even interpretation of tongues in Acts chapter 2. That, what happened in Acts chapter 2 was a demonstration. Right? It was a demonstration that as they were speaking, everybody was hearing. They were hearing in their own language. Because that was, a, that was a statement of intention from heaven that the spirit has come. The, the, this spirit, they brought people from far and wide to come to Jerusalem. Come and experience a foretaste or a demonstration of what the outpouring of the spirit on the earth is meant to achieve. Praise God. So, so when the outpouring happened, they all came. At an opportune time, the Holy Ghost targeted that time and, and made that demonstration happen. So, but there is, but there all, after Pentecost happened, those of them who came to, to Jerusalem, after a while, they all left and went back to their own places, right? They, they still went, they retreated, of course, physically to their places, but they went Many of them went back into their own flesh. Uh, praise God. Many of them did what? Went back. There were those who were. There are those who were. Who might, must have stayed around in Jerusalem because of the the experience was so great. Those who got born again, they say about three thousand or so got born again, and then I believe many of them might have stayed back. Some must have gone back. Some would have stayed back maybe to join the church there and to stay with them. Praise God. But even those who stayed physically, they still went. They were, they were never moved from their flesh, from their own flesh. It was even with that, it was their flesh that was hearing language. Praise God. It was their flesh that was what? It was the spirit that was, he, he turned the spirit now changed, used and created an audible sound of the language of their flesh. 
to speak to them at that time. So, so that Pentecost can never cause migration out of, out of what? Out of your flesh. Praise God. How many of you know that when I'm saying your flesh, now I don't mean your physical body? I'm not saying you should migrate so you fly out of your body. Don't fly out, please. Stay in your body. Praise God. Amen. But that's not what I'm talking about. But your flesh, what constitutes your flesh? What they, when they say all flesh here, yeah. they are not saying oh, fair guys, dark in complexion people, people who are what? Huh? Short, tall people, hunchbacks, bow legs, straight legs. They say these are all flesh. I mean, that's not what <laughs> Praise God. It doesn't mean different kind of. Uh, of bodies, uh, all flesh is talking about the different portions of constitution men have cut out of flesh, flesh that was shared to men. How many of you know that when God separated men in the day of Peleg in power of Babel, what God was separating was flesh. Yes, flesh had come together and they had mustered up will yes, to do something. And God said, we have to break flesh yes, and scatter them. Yes, so what, what? Because if you, if you, if each flesh stays arranged, after a while, flesh will become a mighty beast that can, that can, <laughs> that you cannot redeem anymore. When flesh becomes a beast, you can't save a beast. What you can save is flesh. Praise God. Amen. Tell somebody, don't become a beast. <laughs> because because a beast is is not <laughs> a beast is not is has gone a beast has gone beyond redemption but the trajectory of flesh is to become beastly so to prevent that god had to distribute flesh okay you this flesh go to one corner so you will be talking to this other flesh anymore. So you can't come together and, and, and have a rapport in the flesh. Uh, praise God. So, so flesh at the time when the Holy Ghost came back later, God had separated flesh a long time ago. And as he, he separated them, and they, they, went, they went into their own different element. Do, do you understand me? So flesh is flesh is the flesh is what man naturally gravitates towards. Man who is living under the government of the, the knowledge of the tree of good and evil. What that tree is teaching a man is called flesh. Yes. Praise God. Hallelujah. And each, each flesh, each flesh, different kinds of flesh came and got their different study. Like you go and say, you are in school, university, praise God, Carlton University, you are going to study, I mean, I'm going to study mechanical engineering. I'm going to study medicine. Okay, I'm going to study um, account, or accounting. Praise God, you have your own field of study. Praise God. In the university of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, praise God, there are different departments and faculties that they have of schooling. For men. Amen. Amen. So, 
different all kinds of men came and took uh, took their own and they have become specialty yeah. uh, you, you understand me yeah, so that's why someone brings someone from one part of the world their own death and sin and flesh mm-hmm. is not the same as another man's flesh yeah. from another remote part of the world yeah. it's not just, and you say it's not just because you separate it's not, it's not just the physical distance that made it that way praise God God divided it before he separated them. The reason why he separated them is so that what he divided would not easily come together again. Do you understand that? Why? Because in the realm of the soul, if you want to make things come together in the soul, how do you do it? How do you do it? It's through interaction. You let them begin to rapport, countenance. As, as a, a man sharpened, as iron sharpened iron, so a man sharpened the, the countenance of his friend. To, to sharpen means to give you an edge and to, to make you more accurate and more piercing. Praise God. Amen. Like you came now from where you are, we came to the Western world. And we, when we came to the Western world, some of us have been here for a decade. Thank God, God has helped some of us for a while. But imagine you came here for, and lived here for a decade you, and you had no antidote to flesh. So what you do when you come here, this one, and this one is literally happening. The, the, the man who came across the Atlantic is bringing his own African flesh here. And when he comes here, praise God, he now begins to study and learn the Western flesh. Uh, you know, they have their own. It's different. So, so then imagine someone comes here and you package the one you brought plus the one that you learned here. You become, <laughs> you become, de- you become deadly. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Are you seeing that? So every, 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 every nation, nation, every people on the earth, they have their own inheritance of flesh. They have their own. They have their, they have their portion of flesh that they are masters at. They've, it's been developed over time. Praise God. Are, are you seeing that? Are, do you see that? So, so that time you see in Jerusalem when they all came, it's just a type. You didn't, they didn't tamper with their constitution because Pentecost, which is the first surface layer of this prophecy, is not deep enough. You can't just bring it. If you apply the prophecy, there's something you can apply, but you wouldn't have depth of other things. Praise God. The depth of other things that can really, really make this prophecy come to pass are the things that should have happened before afterwards in this verse. Praise God. Amen. Amen. So um, you, not, you discover that, yeah, some of them must have stayed back in, in, in Jerusalem. And the, many of them were part of that church. right? But we, you saw that their flesh began to manifest in the book of Acts. It became very clear that they have not come out of their their flesh and in in the praise god in the in the whole world the amen or at least in that time you saw there was a separation between the jews were separating between their own and those who were not really jews who were Grecians but had just subscribed to jewish culture praise god so you saw that, that even though they had Holy Ghost at a level, but you see that? 
but they they had not come out yes they had not come out of their own their composition this this composition of flesh is one thing every every person must be delivered from and what will deliver souls from that thing is this prophecy this prophecy Amen. Amen. Praise God. Is what? Is is this is this prophecy? So, um, the purpose of the Spirit when He now says the Spirit will be poured out upon all what, all flesh. Before that will happen, flesh must have been gathered. Is also a, a, a measure of, of dealing of the spirit mm. that will bring about the gathering of the flesh. Mm. Amen. Amen. There, there are a lot of things. If you read this John chapter 2 again, you know, one thing with the Old Testament, praise God. Mm. How many of you also read the Old Testament? You read it in your own time. Do you? Do you? I know I need Testament people, but. <laughs> You need to be reading the Old Testament. It's hard to read the Old Testament in meetings. You know why. Mm-hmm. Right. We don't have enough time. We can say, okay, let's read the Old Testament in meetings, and then we'll be going through the prophets. Praise God. But we should be ready. We'll be spending six to eight hours in every meeting. Are we ready? How could you be shaking his head? <laughs> Amen. But but this is but this is the truth. The, the the light of the New Testament are the keys used to unlock these these verses. Right? If I open just any random chapter in the Old Testament and we, I will begin to read it, what you you will begin to see is based on what keys you have, which which New Testament light has given you. That's what you used to read the. Old Testament. So that, that's one thing you should be doing. You should be exercising your, your keys, right? You should go there, look at it. Of course, by the Spirit. <laughs> Praise God. Are you getting me? I don't mean, I don't, I'm not telling you, go and start cracking the Old Testament. <laughs> you, you crack it by yourself. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> You're going to crack it by yourself. It might crack you. So don't go. But, but as, you're, as you're permitted by the Spirit, do you get what I'm saying? Read it. Try and like, read, uh, read it. Well, one, well, you can start from Isaiah if you want. Uh-huh. And, and just read it and, and see. See and exercise the keys of the New Testament. If the New, the New Testament unlocks those prophetic scriptures, they are all talking about. The New Testament. The, the Old Testament is for the New Testament. It's talking about the New. The whole Bible is talking about one thing. It's just that the key for to the old is the new. So the old is only old when you don't have the key. The key spirit makes old new. You make behold, I make all things new. That making of new, the new man, praise God, is the is the power. Is the is the the way. The way the spirit raised up, he raised him up from the dead. Praise God. That is how spirit resurrects the Old Testament. Praise God. The spirit does what? Because how many of you know the Old Testament is dead? 
is dead. Why? Because it is, it is, it is flat. To an untrained man, it is just letter. Yeah. Right. So, and letter kill it. Why? Because it's what is inside it is death. What kills is is death. Amen. So, but it, but it, it can also experience resurrection. The scripture, the Old Testament scripture, was written and kept to be resurrected by the Spirit of the New Testament by the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. So, so that's something that that um, you should begin to enjoy. That's the dividend of your New Testament scholarship, is so that you can do what you can now begin to understand the Bible. You can begin to so you, so you, if you if you have kids, start using them. You should be enjoying the kids that you have. Side. And you see, once you, once the Holy Spirit begins to help you, you begin to, it will, it will make your, it will, it does a lot. The Bible does a lot to a, to a soul. When you, when you relate with the scriptures well, when you relate with the scriptures well, the scripture can do things that are so deep in you that there is no way to actually. The scripture can touch your depths in a way that nothing else can. You, when you are reading it, you begin to see yourself inside it. You begin to see your life inside it. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you the honest truth. You begin to see in these in these prophetic books, because this is where Jesus read himself from. When he said, "Lo, I come volume of the book." There was no Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and all those things. <laughs> when Jesus, it was Old Testament. That's what Jesus was reading: the Law and the Prophets. And and in there he found himself because of because of the Spirit. He had the spirit, and, and and I was saying last time that anything that the head, that any portion the head has, the body also has too. So they wrote the head here. They also wrote the body. Means you are written here too. Do you want to understand your life? You want to understand um, oh, what what am I in this life for? What is my own purpose? What's my own goal? The reason why you are confused is because you've not read enough. I'm telling you honestly. What unlocked my life to me is the, is the Old Testament. is the, the prophets. Reading the prophets by the Spirit. Reading the prophets by the Spirit. <laughs> I have to be careful with what I'm saying. It. I hope we have an understanding of what I'm trying to say. Okay. Um, it's, in the, it's in the Old Testament, this prophetic book, that's where men are written. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's where what? Men are written. The book of the prophets, the book of the law, and the book of the what? Of the prophets. The details that speak to your formation. The details that speak to your formation. They are in, they are in here. Do you know that it, just reading a story in the Old Testament by the Spirit can clean you. It can remove uncleanness from you. Just let the Holy Spirit take you through maybe one of the stories of the Old Testament. It can, it can remove things can deal with things. All those things are written. They, are, they, they wrote, the, the Holy Ghost spent time for thousands of years. He was writing things about men. 
down, archiving them for the Holy Spirit to use them to speak. Praise God. Am I making sense? Yeah, so, so long and short, be reading the Bible. Be reading it. Amen. Yeah. The, see, the, the scriptures, when you read the scriptures by the Spirit, there's something it does. It, 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 it that's the only thing it, it, that deals with, you know, fecal nature. You know, the fecal, spineless nature. Spiritually spineless nature. Praise God. That makes you just go with the wind and any wind can carry you. And before you know it, you've gone far. They have to call your brothers have to call, arrange a meeting to bring you back, <laughs> to recover you back. <laughs> you know that, that kind of thing. That makes you, you know, you, you, you have, you know what the right thing to do. I want to, but you don't have spine. You don't have the strength to do it because you don't have, you don't have. One of the purpose of writings is to strengthen the will of a man. Yeah. Well, of course, the Bible is not to strengthen your own will. It's to strengthen the will of God in you. So, that's the reason for volumes. It's to strengthen. You, make, you become strong in the matter. Alright? Let's say I introduce you to a subject. Let's say I'm introducing you to the subject of anything. Maybe a, history, a subject in history. Praise God. Let's say the fall of the Soviet Union. How did it happen? And I can just come and give you some hints, story. Well, I will just give you the structure. Well, there was this time, there was the Soviet Union, and they had this and they had that. You know, communism was, it was, was there and all. Praise God. Praise God. And then the Cold War happened, and the, the U.S. versus the, the Soviet Union. And after a while, corruption. I was just, you know, just give you the framework, and then I go away. You know, with that, you know, with that framework, you can talk anywhere as if you know about the Soviet Union. You know what I mean? But, but if somebody now says, yeah, this, come on, tell me more. They begin to ask you a question. What happened? You realize that. After a while, you begin to stammer. You know what I mean? You, you, are, you are not solid. But let me give you three, five books. Go and read five books about it. What would the books do? They will fill in gaps. They will fill in the you will, reality. You will be, in, the, in that time, they, they will tell the story to you. Put you in the as if you were there watching what, what happened. You know what I mean? That's what was happening. Is strengthening your your inward conviction about that matter. Are you getting me? It fills in things. So that's what one thing reading does. Reading makes you someone when you are read, it makes you solid on the inside. If you don't read, you can never be. You will not be solid. Without reading, praise God. Do you understand that? So that the what that does in the natural, it also happens in the spiritual as well. So you see, many of these things we are learning doctrine. We are learning doctrine. Praise God, and we are learning all these things. Most of what God is doing with us is very apostolic in terms of laying foundation, showing you the foundation, showing you the markers, praise God, showing you the framework. What is this, what is this Bible? What does it mean? What is it talking about? It's, t- it's t- telling you all of those things. But 
in your own personal time you must be filling in the gaps you must not joke with your your reading of the bible as you are reading and reading and reading there are, i don't know how i can describe it there are invisible things being done in you when the wind wants to blow you it's not the it's not the skill that you've been taught in bible how john and paul relate and, and uh, that thing cannot stand temptation just raw wind blowing your soul you know what i mean by that that all those things <laughs> are you get are they important they're important they are they are tools for so that you can properly enrich yourself because if we don't give you those apostolic tools you'll be reading wrongly you will not be reading the right image from the book so you might be, you might be built up or you can be built up into something else but with those two, you're supposed to now use those things. You now begin to, it's from, what's, make, what makes you solid when something is tempting you and you are, you are still there? You can look at it from afar. See it. Wait. Decide and put it aside. That stature to do that is ingredients that makes you weighty. That you can stay when you are being tempted. And balance. And then look at the temptation and put it aside. Someone who can do that is because you are filled with... Are you getting me? That when the temptation is telling me, do me, do me, because of this, this, X, Y, Z, when it's telling you X, Y, Z, A, B, C, then a thousand things contrary to it are speaking on the inside of you. It's, it's a multitude of speaking. against. There must be plenty of answers against that temptation. That's what makes you solid. If all you have is the skeleton and the, the framework, you don't have the weight to resist temptation. To resist that devil's temptation, they had to prepare Jesus for 30 years. Because of the weight of just one word, the word that Satan said. That's one of those suggestions. The glory, the kingdoms of this world and their glory. What that thing means to, to prepare him. And God made sure he wasn't exposed to the... Asked me, Jesus was 24, 25, 26. Satan was there, but God made sure. Do you, do you know that? Because there's a law. I will not make you tempted beyond what you can. That law, God will never allow Satan to do that. When it was time to handle the temptation, what does the Bible say? Led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. The Spirit led him. The Spirit had checked, okay, it's now time for you to meet this man called devil. <laughs> do, do you get that? <laughs> Amen. So, so this temptation, Christian work, is not anyhow, you must be full of things. Tell somebody, you must be full. Yes. 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 You must have things inside you. This, that's the goal of what God wants to do. Heaven just wants to put things in men. Just put things in men. Put things in men. Make men have things. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Father, we thank you. Give you glory. Thank you, Father. So, so this, um, this scripture was... Um, it has its first application, right, in season of Pentecost. Then there is also another season which should come beyond, beyond that, which is also a season 
of the Spirit. Amen. Amen. Now, um, I mean, if we read a little bit about what they said, you see verse 16, uh, verse 15 of Joel 2, it said, Blow the trumpet, right? In Zion, was that? Sanctify your fast, call a solemn assembly. They now gather the people, so the people must be gathered. Sanctify the congregation, even assemble. We should be able to understand most a lot of what all these things mean. Because by God's grace, we've, we've learned a little bit about the meaning of. If they say, why do they gather a people? How do they gather a people? You should be able to see all those things in this place. Praise God. Now, um, so, but afterward, there will be an outpouring of what? My spirit. But that my spirit upon all flesh. Upon all what? Flesh. So what flesh that receives my spirit is flesh that has already been brought out from their own constitution as flesh. Praise God. It's been brought out from their what? From their constitution as flesh. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Brought out from their what? Constitution as flesh. Then, by virtue of this, my spirit, it moves, it will move men into prophetic season. Your sons and daughters shall pro- prophesy. Old men shall do what? Dream dreams. Young men shall do what? See vision. Prophesy. Dream dreams. See visions. Prophesy. Dream dreams. Shall dream dreams. <laughs> Amen. And then your young men shall do what? Shall see visions. Upon the servants, the handmaidens, in those days will I pour out my spirit. And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and what? And fire and pillars of smoke. Amen. Now, um, let's not look now at my spirit. Let's not look at that for now. But let's look at the, the, let's look at the characteristics of what the giving of spirit will trigger. What spirit? Like I, I told you that there are layers here. Yes, Praise God. But so about but each of those those dealings are they are the same kind of characteristic that you will see. The same kind of thing you saw even that initial operation of the Holy Ghost. It was able to when men inherited it and in, until they became full of it. Yes, yeah. They didn't become full of everything that God has. All the dispensation of the spirit, just the. That initial one, they became full of it. You saw to them, those ones were above the rest, who were still exhibiting. You get what I mean? But to be honest with you, they haven't come out of all their flesh yet. But there is a level to which the Holy Ghost can help a soul become blind to their own Things, what the flesh has, uh, praise God. Uh-huh. 
Amen. Amen. So what Holy Spirit did for those guys, like Stephen, like uh, Philip, and all those other men, praise God, was it dealt with their sight of the purely natural or purely almost physical, tribal manifestation of flesh. And that part of it is not all that flesh is, but it is what the all the flesh is is it carried carries is carried by. Do you get that? Every the the carrier of flesh is culture. The do you get that culture flesh has married culture. Like your own, we are from this place, we behave like this. And I understand nature of how we do things. That one, in an outward sense, you can say, wow, this is some, a kind of flesh. But that one is the outward part. That's not the real problem. But that one carries and facilitates all the natures that men from with that kind of flesh are plagued with and are prisoners to. Do you understand that? So you see, um, because by virtue of the Holy Spirit, Dealing that are in Stephen and in Philip, Nicano, and all the other guys, they had they they had moved beyond seeing are you a Jew, and then segregation to them they've dealt with. They came into what the Bible called love for all the saints, right? They they no longer see all those things, but it doesn't mean that they don't still have things, deposits of flesh on the inside. But the spirit of measure of Pentecost can deal with the carriage yes. of flesh. What is carrying flesh around? They can, and when you deal with that thing, you put flesh under control to a degree. Somebody who is under the administration of the of Pentecost, you and they are really doing it. Well, it's that Pentecost is not just only spirit; it's a spirit with an administration. Right, yeah, and what does the Pentecost spirit of Pentecost administer? Is the milk of the word. Does you get that? Yes, is the milk of the word, amen. And that milk of the word, when somebody who somebody who is really under that administration, they don't they don't display <laughs> flesh. You know, the flesh is no longer on display, like somebody who was but just you know what I mean, amen. Flesh is no longer what. Flesh, they've, they've removed the vehicle that flesh is using to go up and down and show himself. <laughs> so, uh, you get that? You've disabled flesh, right? Doesn't, it doesn't mean that flesh is not working. F- flesh now has to try and use a more... He has, he has to be more sophisticated. He, has to, he goes in and he stays there. It has to operate in a more sophisticated way that Pentecost eyes cannot see. Do you see that? Praise God. Does that make sense? So, so you see the flesh now. My... Uh, the operation of flesh might now, because you've taken away that dealing of, let's say you're from my tribe, so I'll give you more food. 
and then someone doesn't come from my tribe, I won't give you food. You know that kind of outward display? That's a display. Say display. Display. Uh-huh. That's, a, that's flesh displaying. Mm. But Pentecost can deal with that thing. Now, now, that selfishness tendency for thinking of your own, it can still be there after Pentecost, but not in such a way. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, okay. Let's, let's go back here. Let's see. So, the purpose of spirit. Say spirit. Spirit. One of the reasons for spirit, and when they pour, pouring out of spirit, is one of the main reasons for it is to, is for the activation of prophetic activity. Is to trigger prophetic activity. At Pentecost, it happened. At other levels. Praise God. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit did that. Those, I, 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 you see, Acts chapter 2, you saw prophetic activity, right? It just began right away. Prophetic activity began. And those early church, they had all of that. But there, there, there's also prophetic activity that comes with the Spirit of Christ. It's also a level of prophetic activity, which is or the Spirit of Christ or the Spirit of the Lord. It's also a level. And then when there's the actual fulfillment of the pouring out of my spirit, that is another level of prophetic activity. Does that make sense? The place where they really describe those, a lot of that, that prophetic activity, Book of Revelation does. Amen. Towards the end of the New Testament, there's description. But there's also description in the prophet as well. But you need all those keys. Amen. I mean, if you know that when you the the keys in the in John's gospel, and then the the gospel, and uh, sorry, in John's epistle, and then the epistles of Jesus, when those keys have been fully fully given to men, and such men are reading the Bible, is it they, what they are seeing is different? Why? Because of a higher prophetic strength that such keys unlock. Amen. Amen. In this life, everything, when you say experience, experiences that men go through, experience, people don't experience things. It's not the materiality, the external, it's not, it's not what is presented to a soul that determines what the soul experiences. It's what is inside the soul that determines what the soul will experience. Just create this a scenery or whatever, then bring ten souls to come and see it. For every soul that comes, there's been a a showing of ten different things. Ten different operations that just happened because it's through what what is inside men that men read what they see. Praise God. So, are you seeing this world that we are, and it looks like just one flat, (laughs) before they thought it was flat, but now we know it's one round thing. We just want, it's not, so it looks like just one round thing that we are all having the same experience in. That's not the words like that. As you can multiply how many souls are on this world, that's, that's the number of walls there. And, they are, and it's constantly changing. 
That's why you can see two souls coming. They argue, no, this one, that, this one is this, that's that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Praise God. That's why you should never argue with a man that says he doesn't believe there is a God. There's no point in arguing. You, you, are, you can be standing there staring at each other, but you are in two different worlds. He's just, he's just, he, he's just describing to you the world he can see. <laughs> you are describing the world you can see. There's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> you are, you are, it's a pointless debate. Unless, you, unless it's a, there's an exchange, there's an entrance, an exit and an entrance. Yeah, praise God. And I, I love, I thank God for the Bible. Thank God for the Word of God. Thank God for the Scriptures. Thank God for the Spirit. Amen. Amen. You don't know what happened when Billy Graham the whole crusade back then. For sometimes, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of people gather grace to give entrance to a new world. That's what that was the anointing upon him to give entrance to a new world. That thing, that evangelistic thing, you know what it means. Praise God. Hallelujah. Capacity to see differently. And then we now thank God for graces for opening of the eyes. God, that is where that is the true access. Am I correct? Amen. Amen. So, so, so you see that that's why this thing called prophecy. Don't joke with this thing of prophecy. What is prophecy? Prophecy is just talking about what you can see. Prophecy is about it's about bring access to prophecy. The, this prophetic ability is, is the ability to relate with a different reality. The, the prophetic power is, is the bringer of realities. It brings a different reality to a soul. Amen. So the, the, one of the main purpose of the spirit is to is the is the triggering of of prophetic activity, bringing the soul to a, a different prophetic experience. Praise God. So so you see this now. Now what that prophecy? There's something about prophecy. That is powerful. Let's read verse 28 again. It says, And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your what? Young, Young men. Shall see vision. Just these are just three different um, ex- expressions of the same kind of experience. So all of these things yes, that is going on here. Amen. Even though, let's read on verse twenty nine. And also upon his servants and upon the maidens, in those days will I pour out my spirit. And then what will happen? And I will show wonders in the heaven and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars and what. Um, small, amen. Can you see that? Are you seeing that? All of those things that will happen because of the rest of the spirit. There's one common thing that's going on here, that the import of the spirit is bringing. Is called imagery. Praise God. Is say what? Say imagery. 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 That's the English word. It's not an English word. It's a scripture word too. We'll see it more in the scriptures. 
if you ask me, what, who is the spirit really? The spirit, what is his own path? What is his own thing? You know, there are three being the Father, the Word, and the, and the Holy Spirit. That, that third personality. Yeah. The, he has many things that he does in the Godhead. It's not his function. Praise God. Hallelujah. In the Godhead. But one of it is, I believe his main, his main, um, his main, um, operation or his unique functioning functionality in the godhead is the creation of sp- divine and spiritual imagery imagery is powerful do you know that image say image 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 the power the ability to produce image is one of the most powerful things is one of the most powerful resource that it can be that can be that can play out in the soul dimension. The capacity for imagery. That's that's a, one of the greatest resource. And it is not easy. It's difficult. Why? What makes imagery difficult? Is because imagery real imagery it has to do with it's talk, it has to do with the representation of truth that's what real, that's what imagery is it's how do you represent truth not anyhow but it's imagery the rich and accurate representation of truth in our own physical Sorry, not physically, in our own natural um, world, natural experience. Um, that area is what we, we call it the arts, right? You know what we call the arts? Uh-huh. <laughs> Praise God. What we call the arts... If you ask me what is the art is art, I could define art, I'll just say... Art is, if you see an art form, art is the, is the representation of truth. The attempt at a representation to bring forth a representation of truth. Praise God. Every art form, that's, one, that's what it's, it's trying to do. Every art form is an attempt at representation represent truth and and in the natural that's one of the the places where men should be humble right because that's one area that demonstrates our our the limit of the natural soul because every art form no matter how nice it is is still falls short of truth. 
you'll never see an artist that would, that would just finish drawing something or singing and tell you that this is exactly what I meant to do. If they are honest, it's not true. The, 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 how they grade it is that how they grade their works is how how close is what I produced to what I saw on the inside. So every art form is an attempt at the, at representing the truth, right? In, whether it's a painting, it's an imagery too. Is imagery? Praise God. The same thing. Singing is also imagery. Music. Music, too. When you put the lyrics together and then bring them, the, the, a lot of times, writing music, a lot of, but you see sometimes in position, I've been working on an album for two years, I'm still working on it. A lot of times, when they finally release it, it's not because they are happy. It's just giving up. <laughs> the time when they choose to release it, is that, that's the, the moment they decided to give up the pursuit of perfection because you can't get there. Mm-hmm. Are you getting it? They say, okay, well, this is, let's, let's go with this one. Right? But if you check, there's the accurate thing. It's, a, it's always an attempt mm-hmm. to produce what is on the inside. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah. Every, every art form, name them. Name all the art forms. What of dancing? Yeah. Dancing. I'm, I'm talking of copy, copy dancing. <laughs> that's not... That's not that's not choreography. Uh, that is not. Uh, thank God, I appreciate it. I appreciate those, but to me, that's not real. That's not. It's not. It is an art, but it's, to me, it's not a pure art. It's not a pure kind of form of art. There, there are some art, form, art forms that I consider pure art forms, like pure composition, right? Pure, not trying to copy one drawing. Even that's also art because they're trying to represent something. But uh, pure, I'm talking about the one that's coming from the invisible. That realm. Even the copy, copy dancing too is still art because they're trying to represent what somebody has done. You understand what I mean? Uh, what other forms of art are there? Poetry, right? When someone is poetry, storytelling, writing, you're trying to capture something. You try and you arrange words. Ah, you. After a while, you feel like you know, this word is not doing it. You remove this one. You go and open dictionary. What's the right word? You are looking for the. I mean, if you are right, it's, it, it, ah, we have an artist here now. It's, you know, you, know ah, you, 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 you get where I'm flowing from, right? You fully understand where I'm flowing from. Right? It's an art. You're, you're putting things. You're, what are you, you're trying to represent when you're writing. You're trying to, as much as possible, represent a truth. It's a truth as inside. You want to put it down. You want to pen it down. But you're trying. You use the weapons, sorry, the, the resources of words to try and, and bring it out. Uh, do you see that? So, now... Now, all those things are, they are powerful. They are powerful. Art is, is more powerful than science. Yeah. Art is more powerful than science. Why? Why did I say so? Art can make, there's no science that can make a man break down and be weeping and be crying. Right? Science doesn't have the power to do that. Science just has its own thing, yeah. calculation, blah, 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 blah. But science doesn't touch the depth of the soul. It's just, right. It's not, it's not powerful. When it's influence over his soul. Influence. Amen. But let's say music, art. Although, are you saying those are, power, they are the most powerful things in our world? 
praise God. I I, I watched a, I, I was watching a movie and it was uh, it was about World War Two era, and you know the, it was close to the end of World War Two when they were already, they they had already defeat, they were about to defeat the Germans, and by that time, um, the war was going on still, um, but it was about in in the U.S. You now had a bunch of people who now found a way to get to the government to tell the government that in, as they are fighting in Europe, thank God we are killing all these people, but there's a great problem that as we are, they are fighting, they are actually destroying what they are fighting, why fighting for? To protect. Right? And I say, okay, what is it? What are we fighting for? Are we not just fighting to defeat this bad guy? Hitler? I say, no, that's not what you are fighting for. He said, as you are fighting and you are bombing everywhere, you should Take note of the those sites, historic sites, where all the arts are, right? And they discovered one thing too that Hitler was stealing paintings. He went to create his own museum and everything. <laughs> he stole all the all the the paintings, arts, all kinds of sculptures and all kinds of things. He was stealing them and transporting them. The ones he couldn't transport, he was burning them and destroying them. The Russians were doing their own, they were stealing their own too. And so, I don't know if that's a true story, but they, they had to form a group in, in, of the U.S. Army that sent them. So as they were in the, at the, in the war fighting the Germans, you have people who were also fighting to retrieve all the art. You know what I mean? And Hitler was wicked though. That, that guy, there's an evil intelligence that he had. When he went to dis- when he wants to destroy people, he doesn't want. He's killing them is not enough. He said, he said, if you kill people physically, you've not really killed them. They are still existing. When you really kill a person, he's kill everything he created when he was alive. So even like Jewish, a lot of Jewish art and all that. He was. He said, if those things are still alive, they are still living. <laughs> you get to me. Now, what kind of sense is that? And there's a, there's a sense in that thing, because it's true. Yeah, it's true. Praise God. So, so imagine, imagine they must have realized that this thing is actually true. Because what he was, he wanted to wipe away the civilization, parts of civilization that he didn't like. And how do you wipe it away? Delete everything that brings about the remembrance. Delete all the art forms. Delete everything. And... So there were guys who were fighting um, Nazis. There are those who were also fighting to save. Uh, so why would guys fight and give their life for something like that? Because it makes it, that, that's really what, that's the civilization that we are fighting to save. All the art that has been created. Do you get what I mean? Praise God. So, so imagery is powerful, you see that. Because imagery can transport. You can store information. It's the best way to store information. The richer the image, the more information you have stored. There's a way, those who read paintings and all, they can tell you what this is the emotion, this stroke means it was sad. It was sad. <laughs> Praise God. Well, you, might feel that, you might feel they are just talking, but they are not. They've studied those things deep. They can 
talk about the emotions of the amen there's a lot of things praise are you getting my, my point are you seeing the power of imagery imagery everything is imagery everything why is why is why is the media the the, the way it is why do they talk about the things they talk about this imagery just craft your world show you teach you what the world is make you feel are you getting what i'm saying because all those things matter they are what drives the soul <laughs> But am I making sense to you? So, so the purpose of the spirit, the purpose of the spirit, you see it from this. Let's read this again. We'll move on from here very soon. And time is almost gone. Praise God. It's like today's message is just a very straightforward, just one point that the Lord wants to make. I'm seeing, and once we make that point, um, we're good. It says, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my what? My spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your old men shall dream dreams. You see that? Prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall do what? See visions. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit. What will happen then? I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth blood and fire and pillars of smoke. Wonders. I will show wonders. So because of spirit, imagery happens. That's what the spirit is for. So nobody can ever come into spiritual truth without an image being formed. Nobody can ever come into or access spiritual truth without what? An image being formed. Thank God, yeah, I know scripture. If I tell you, okay, come and form the image that scripture is, is, is showing. Can you form it? There's an image. It's an image that the scripture, there's someone who can bring forth the images of the things, praise God, which need to be what? Formed in men. Of course, what needs to be formed in men is an image. Right? A transfer of image. But for that image to be formed inside a man, the image must be created for him to see. So, the Holy Spirit, it opens up the world of prophecy, the, the prophetic realm to his soul. is the realm where the soul begins to see the images of the message. You begin to see the images. Well, even not eyes now, not yes, physical yes. eyes. I'm talking about the inward imagery of the message. Praise God. Let's read that. I think last time we read um, Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians chapter three. Praise God. Let's read for. Let's read verse. Verse 16, 2 Corinthians, verse 
chapter 3, verse 16. It says, Nevertheless, when it shall do what? Turn to the Lord. What will happen? The veil shall be taken away. And now the Lord is that spirit. Now where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the what? Spirit of the Lord. Even as by what? The Spirit of the Lord. You know that this whole thing was one letter. There was no, no initially there was no chapter and verse. So the, the, the thought of this Spirit of the Lord just flows into the next thing. The whole of chapter 4, what they now began to describe in chapter 4 was the was the the power of the New Testament or the power of the ministration of the Spirit. Are you getting that? Let's read on a little. Second Corinthians 4. Praise God. It says, Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. Therefore, are you saying, therefore, what, therefore, what is therefore, therefore, because uh, what he just said, what was he speaking about? He was talking about the, the ministry of imagery, how change is brought about through the ministry as by the Spirit. Through the, so, so in New Testament, is transaction in imagery. When you see a, a man is preaching, yeah. Is to is the, that's the the skill of preaching, is the transfer of spiritual imagery. Is the that to make to wake up the details of truth, amen. The content of truth, the riches of truth, that is necessary that the soul needs to see to be transformed. Praise God. So, so, so they're going into describing it. He said, therefore, seeing we have this ministry as we have received mercy, we faint not, but have re- renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the, Lord, in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it be hid to them that are lost. In whom the God of this world had blinded the minds of them which believe not. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Praise God. For we preach not ourselves, but who? For Christ Jesus the Lord and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who commanded light to shine out of darkness has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power might be what? Might be of who? Might be of God and not of us. Praise God. Okay. Now, in chapter 3, let's go back to chapter 3. Um, praise God. Hallelujah. Let's read from verse 1. Chapter 3, verse 1. It says that, For do we begin again to commend ourselves, or need we as some others epistles of commendation to you, or letters of commendation from you? 
For ye are our epistle, written in our hearts, known and read of all men. For as much as ye are manifestly declared to be the epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, but with the what? The Spirit of the living God. Not in tables of stone, but in where? Fleshy tables of the heart. And not and so trust we have through Christ to God word. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God, who had made us able, who also had made us able ministers of the what? Of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now listen, read this here. Now, these guys are ministers of the Holy Ghost. They said that in verse 3. How they minister. Right? Written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living. So it means their own writing. They wrote with the spirit of the living God. Now, that spirit... Capital S. That's the person of the ghost. The Holy Ghost. So they are what it says we are writers with the ghost. So through our ministry, that's why I say it's not of ourselves to think of anything that's coming from ourselves. Praise God. So but what we they have is a trust they have through Christ to God word. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything. As of ourselves, but our sufficiencies of God, who has made us able ministers. Praise God. Now, so they minister by the, the person of the Spirit. But I want you to see something. Verse 6. It says, Who are also made us ministers of the New Testament, not of letter, but of the Spirit. Thou, our Spirit, is not Holy Ghost. It's not capital letter. Yes. It's not talking about the person of the Holy Ghost. It's talking about what they use. To minister the New Testament. He's not talking about the person who is doing it. Which is the Holy Ghost. Which is the capital letter S. But there is something called Spirit. Praise God. That they use instead of letter. It's small letter S. Small with the Spirit. Instead of letter, so there's what you call letter. There is you can minister letter, but there's something called ministering spirit, not spirit as a ministering the Holy Ghost. Ministering substances called spirit. Praise God. Now, of course, you can't minister substances called spirit without the Holy Ghost. But what the Holy Ghost does is to make spirit, small letter S, available for ministration. Now, spirit, what is spirit? That word comes small letter S. Spirit is also the New Testament. It's the word. But it's talking about in what form is it conserved? In what form is it, does it, is it used to minister to the heart? It's called spirit. If you can know what this thing called small letter S, spirit is, you are 
you are set. If you can be calm. This is the thing that sometimes we don't know this thing. So we are not sure we don't. Our, our trajectory in, of development spiritually doesn't take off. We don't take off. They still struggle. Because we haven't come to, we've not engaged this small letter S. We, are not, we've not, we have not engaged this small letter S spirit. Praise God. Hallelujah. Not of the letter, but of the spirit. For letter kill it, but what? The spirit. The spirit give it life. Amen. Amen. Am I making sense to you? The Spirit giveth life. Now, this Spirit is also in the, that chapter 3, the end, where you saw capital letter S, when you said the Lord is that Spirit, where the Spirit is, there is liberty. But we all with open face beholding us in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image, from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit. But it says, even as by the Spirit. It's by the Spirit, but that change from glory to glory is actually the, the glory, glory, glory substances that is added to glory. The glory to glory are Spirit. Amen. Amen. The glory, what carries glory, what transfers glory, uh, spirit, what will bring glory? Praise God. Now, we know that anytime you see glory, glory comes on, is on something. <laughs> right? What literally, what is authorized to bear glory is image. So, what I just want to show you is that that thing that forms image is called spirit. Do you, do you get that? It's the materiality of the image is small letter S, spirit. The, the, the things of God that is added inside the soul. <laughs> Amen. The, the content, the properties. Let's see. Now, you see in verse, praise God. But the Spirit giveth life, right? Verse 6, verse 7. But if the ministration of death, written and engraved in stones, was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not steadfastly behold the face of Moses for the glory of his countenance, which glory was to be done away, how shall not the ministration of what? The, the, of the Spirit be what? Rather glorious. glorious. Are you seeing that? The ministration of the Spirit, small letter S. That word means the ministration of the Spirit means the giving of Spirit. How will it not be rather glorious? It is so. So, what the Spirit is forming in man is what will cause the glory to rest. So, the, are you seeing that? So, when they ask by the Spirit, from glory to glory as by the Spirit, 
in the person of the Spirit, is for, what he does is to expose the soul to the substances of the Spirit. And those substances, what do they do? They are the ones that form image. They are the substance of image. So when they pour out spirit upon flesh, you've opened up what? Access of, to imagery. Things that need to be installed even into the soul. Am I making sense? Let's read Romans chapter 8. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, there's a lot here, but I don't want to spend too much time reading. If you, can, if you read from verse 1, all they're just talking about is the, the Holy Spirit, right? What the Holy Spirit. The, they, are, they are speaking about the import of the person of the Spirit. And, in this, and they're not speaking about him in the terms of the of Holy Ghost Pentecost sense, right? It's very clear. They are, they are speaking about the spirit of the Lord. When, whenever you see spirit here, spirit here, spirit here, in chapter 8, this whole chapter 8, when you see the capital letter S, spirit, are you seeing? Don't be thinking of Holy Ghost. Even though with milk of the word eyes, we've led, we've learned a lot of things from here, right? But don't not be led, are led by the spirit and all that. Uh-huh. So we just think about that as just Holy Ghost leading you under the milk. But really, this place is talking about the spirit of the Lord. Praise God. It's, how do I know? It's the spirit of liberty. He said, where the Lord is that spirit. What is the meaning of that thing? The Lord is that spirit. They're telling you that they, they're talking about the dimension of Holy Spirit. That is the spirit of the Lord. The uniqueness of him. As and where that spirit is, how do you know he is the one operating? When they talk about liberty. Is, why? Because he is the one that leads men. Where is he leading you from? Your bondage, from where you, you've been kept. That's the war of the lordship. Of lordship is to feed and to lead, equip for movement, to equip to move, to feed to move. That's the work of the of the Lord. Praise God. So, so he says that. So the way you, the identifying property of the spirit of the Lord is that he brings liberty. Right. So the Lord is that spirit, that particular spirit that we're talking about that will bring forth liberty and where that spirit is there is what there's liberty you get that so in this chapter 8 there's therefore now no condemnation to them which are in christ who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit <laughs> now if they are walking after the spirit means spirit is leading them 
All right? So this, so this spirit is the spirit of the Lord. The Lord, the spirit that leads. That's the spirit that they are speaking of in chapter 8. Praise God. I said, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus had made me free from the law of sin and death. So this spirit they are speaking of here is not the first administration of the spirit. It's talking about the second administration, which is the spirit of the Lord. Praise God. So with that sense, you can go back and read Romans chapter 8. Praise God. When he says, For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, they that are after the spirit do mind the things of the spirit. They're talking about an administration of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace, because the carnal mind is empty against God, for it's not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So the man they are calling spiritual, spiritual here, who is this? Spiritual man is this man, the man that has begun to receive spirit. Anybody who has not received spirit is not spiritual. Praise God. Do you hear what I said? Anybody who doesn't have a spirit in them. That I don't mean Holy Ghost now. The capital we all have Holy Ghost. We are born again. We have the capital letter S in us, but there's that that one small letter S which you come in contact with by dealings, the administration of the Spirit of the Lord. Those things He puts in you. Those are the things that makes a man spiritual. Do you get that? So milk people are not really spiritual yet. They are still. Babies, those who, are, who still have need of milk, are still babies. So what makes you spiritual? What makes a man spiritual are the properties of an image in him. Is the image of the spiritual man inside a man that constitutes his spirituality. Amen. Do you see that? Say, but ye are not in the in the flesh, but in the spirit. For if so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is not of is none of his. The spirit of Christ, he is none of his. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. If any man have not the spirit of Paul, the way he speaks. <laughs> Praise God. You are not in the flesh, but are in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, it's none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life because of what? Righteousness. The body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. Praise God. Okay, okay. This one here is not talking about of course, I mean, what does it mean of the body is dead? Are you dead? If Christ be in you, is Christ in you right now? If Christ is in you to a level, let's say you've inherited Christ to a level, does that mean your body is now physically dead? That's not what he's saying here. So, do you see that? So he's not saying your body has physically died. Neither is he saying your spirit man is, even though yes, your spirit man is life. 
But this spirit here is not, is, is not talking about your spirit, your spirit man. This is a different conversation entirely. They are talking about the two forces that are warring against each other for the attention of the soul. All right? Are you seeing that? One is the forces of the body. Right? Which is what flesh uses. Then the other one is the, that Holy Spirit. Praise God. Who wants to minister spirit to the soul. So it says, so if the Christ is in you, being you, means you began to receive substance, spiritual substances, what that does is that it kills the, the activity of the body. Do you, do you get that? Then, and then it magnifies the activity of the spirit of the Lord. Read verse 11. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, that he that raised up Christ from the dead, are you seeing that? Shall then do what? Quicken. Now this quicken your mortal body, are you seeing? It's not you died physically, then they have to raise you back from the dead. Are you seeing? It's the same kind of thought. The next, just the next verse. That was, how do you know your mortal body has been quickened? Uh-huh. Continue. It is no longer serving the purpose of the flesh. If you ask me, what is a resurrected body? It's a body that no longer serves the flesh. Do you understand? You get, are, you, are you seeing this? That's the Bible here. So this resurrection of the body is not talking about the body dying physically. Then It's talking about when a body is, hasn't been resurrected, it's still a body. It is just it is an instrument of the flesh. Yeah. Most of your temptation is coming through that, di- yes. that dimension because it has been trained over time by the flesh. The, the flesh has trained the body. It cooperates easily with flesh. Praise God. But after a while, you see that, you see that, that spirit... Of him that raised up Jesus from the dead. When he dwells in you. Right? He's dwelling in you. He that raised up Christ from the dead shall then quicken your mortal bodies. Even by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Then therefore, brethren, we are not debtors unto the flesh to live. So, are you seeing what the, the verse 12 now explained that verse 11 more? To so that quickening of that body. Is not dying physically. It's talking about it's not longer being debtors to the flesh. So a body that's debtor to the flesh and lives outside the flesh is a dead body. Even though it can be worn by somebody who's born again. But it's a dead body. It does grieve. It's a messenger of the grave. It always thinks about grave. It has its pull towards grave things. But resurrection can happen to the body. And the sign that it has happened is that it's no longer a debtor. It's no longer bound to the flesh to live after the flesh. I love Paul. Paul is, I used to think Paul is bringing separation between that thing we call flesh, that thing which is an, which is an operation, is a software, a spiritual software. 
it's not just body. It's, that, it's that thing I was explaining that was God divided in Genesis. That thing is, called, is, an, is, an, is a thing that wants to master men and make men live after it. Who walk not after the flesh. Means flesh is an active, is a leader too. Flesh is a leader. Amen. Amen. Then verse, he said, For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. That's how, that's how men, men's bodies died. And that's also how, how men's souls died. See, but if you through the Spirit, say through the Spirit. Through the Spirit. How, how many through the Spirit have we seen in the Bible now, this last couple of days? <laughs> by the Spirit. Even as by the Spirit. Through the Spirit. Are you seeing that? It is through the Spirit. No man can mortify the deeds of the body except through the Spirit. Praise God. Hallelujah. But if you, if you by the, through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. Why? For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are what? The sons of God. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are what? The sons of God. Now, why are they mentioning sons here? Sons of God, because sons are the, sonship is, that, is the destination. Let's see. see. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. Praise God. Remember what Paul said to Timothy? It's the same conversation that he's saying here. For it was said to stir up the gift of God. Put verse 14 and 15 together. That is Second Timothy chapter 1. He said, stir up the gift of God which is in you by laying on of my hand. And I say, for your, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Here he's saying that if you are led by the spirit of God, then ye are the sons. He's talking about sonship of God. Then, praise God. Then he now began to say, you are not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. But you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, "Abba, Father, Amen." Amen. We have re- you have received the spirit. See, adoption. Adoption. You know what the spirit of adoption is? This spirit of adoption is not the the spirit of adoption. Is not that. It's not the operation of the Holy Ghost. That op- Holy Ghost. This is the talking of the real adoption because it's by which we cry, Abba Father. Right? It's the adoption. Is this adoption really mean, it means the changing of an adopted child into a born child? That is the adoption. It means the actual adoption. There's the adoption of buying, which is the, the Holy Spirit as a, as a down payment does that. Fulfill that. Amen. The earnest of our of inheritance. That's the spirit. Until the redemption of the... That word redemption is actually talking about part of adoption. It's an adoption process in redemption. Praise God. Adoption is not talking about the... Okay, you know my child. That activity. That's the buying. The adopt, to adoption is like adapt. To make it... It's the same conversation of being led by the Spirit so you can become a son. Praise God. So when adoption has been full, like you, you cry, Abba, 
is to make you cry abba mm. means it's the is a abba is a cry of is a is a is a resonance of genetics no. when the genes of the father appears in the son the son cries abba <laughs> praise god Amen. Amen. So, whereby we cry, Abba. Now, what Abba means? I think if Abba means, I'm just bringing it out to. I don't know if you can tell me Abba means something, but I'm telling you what is hanging here as I'm speaking. When I read Abba, I mean I'm seeing my own father, my own father. That what what a child who hasn't gone through adoption, who has been born but has not been adopted, cannot say. But there is a cry of Abba. Is a resonance that the, the man whose who, whose genes I'm carrying, my the one who praise God, my own father, who I who I'm now, who I came from, mm. praise God, Amen. Are you seeing that? So so the leading of the spirit, this leading of the spirit, praise God, is what will lead us, bring a soul to the Father. Amen. Say, for the spirit beareth witness with our spirit. Are you seeing that? That's why you cry, Abba Father. It's that, like what I call resonance of genetics. Is that the spirit beareth witness with our spirit that we are what the children of God. If children, then heirs of then heirs heirs of God, join heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with Him, that we may also be glorified with Him. Praise God for I reckon that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed where in us praise god for the earnest expectation of the creature awaited for the manifestation of who of the sons of god those those kind of sons that we'll be speaking about there's something called the earnest expectation of the creature for the creature was subject, made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who has subjected the same in hope. Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. Praise God. There is no time. We will come back to these places. There are a lot of things here. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. Not only they, but ourselves, which also have the first fruits of the Spirit. Even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of the body. So this ties in that Ephesians chapter 1, onto the redemption of the purchased possession. You know, redemption is not fully complete until a man's body has been redeemed. I know the redemption of the body is the last thing. It's, not, it's the last thing. After the soul must be redeemed until the body. It's redeemed. Amen. Amen. So that, that's the full... So there's the adoption to wit the redemption of the body. For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he hope for it? But if we hope for what we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our what? In infirmities. Amen. Now, you see this teaching of hope here. What he, why, why he mentioned hope here is not because he wanted to teach us about hope. That's not what he's teaching here. He, just, he mentioned hope and then he's given an example of how hope works with you. How hope operates in your salvation process. But the real thought is trying to explain is what the spirit or what God is hoping for. 
that God has his own hope process, which is which is ongoing in God, which is for which the, the spirit is serving. Verse 25 says, For if we hope for what we see not, then we do with patience, wait for it. So hope involves patience, right? We saw that of course during convention and everything. You will wait patiently for it. Then you now say, likewise, the spirit also. What's the meaning of also? It's telling that this spirit is also how, going through his own hopefulness and patience process for something. And in that process, it's helping our infirmities. Praise God. Help at our infirmities, for we know that not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be what? With groanings which cannot be uttered. <laughs> How many of you know when you are praying the Spirit, you are praying the hope of the Holy Ghost? His Holy Ghost is actually Holy Ghost praying. You are not really the one praying. When you pray in the Spirit, it's not you praying. It's the Holy Ghost praying. Look at it there. It says, and, amen, amen. with groanings that cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. That's the Spirit. Make it intercession for the saints according to what? The will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to them that are called, they called according to his what? His, his purpose. Amen. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed. So you see that hope, why the, the Spirit is come and why he's operating in us and interceding and helping infirmities. It's because of this thing. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. To be conformed to the image of his son. Say image. image. The image of his son. Those who he did for new, he did predestine to be conformed to the image. So that he will be f- firstborn among what? Amen. Among brethren. So all those, they, they've been describing, I love that Romans chapter 8, describing the activity of the Spirit of the Lord, right? And we saw it in Second Corinthians that the Lord is that Spirit. The purpose of that Spirit is for liberty, is for the transformation of image is for the installation of the image. Do you see that? Even as by the Spirit of the Lord. And here it's telling us that the reason why we are of predestination, the reason why the Holy Spirit is helping infirmity is so we can be conformed to the now nobody will come to that image without the ministration of the Spirit. Of the Lord. So the administration of the Spirit of the Lord is for the giving of image. 
to bring conformity to of image. How, do, how will he achieve that? Is through the prophetic. Through the prophetic. The, that word prophetic encompasses every activity that involves bringing in of that image from the realm of the unseen, from the divine realm where it's kept, to bring it down so that men can look in a glass and behold glory. So they can be transformed into the same image from glory to glory, even on by the Spirit. My prayer for all of us is that we'll begin to see more. Not the sight. This is inside this heart, sight of the heart. More. We'll be flooded with images. More, more riches, more abundance of imagery by virtue of the Spirit, the administration of the Spirit. Let's pray and just pray a little bit concerning this. Master Paradox states. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you for visiting Thank you for visiting Father, Amen, Amen, Amen. Ah, the Lord is visiting some people tonight. I saw it. I, I saw it at the beginning of the of the meeting when we were ministering to the Lord. I saw visitations. I don't know. Maybe it's at home. At home. Friend in my heart. Prastus Preton, Proton, Preto, Priska, Priest, Prat, Cot, 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 God, Cot, God, God, Gastas, Keskis, Cosca, Preception of another, Fanosia, Fanos. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Asamas Dosiot. 
Hume Hama Tama 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 Tama. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. I saw a place, I don't know, I think I perceive maybe somewhere where brethren are listening together tonight. There's been there's a move of the spirit. Um a seatos. Feradosia a visitation. Visit Sasemento, Pardon, Topri open open a hat to free her to Pano Tiprentia Sestion Tapro Fiti Fiti Fit Fat Hot Hot Pata Pasa Pata Faton Fitz to Fistio Eminenciama Tama 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 Apno Hapnos Epnos I see a unique a unique visitation. I see a unique visitation of the Lord. And the Lord just say that it's for to bring you under the administration of the Spirit of the Lord. So, so yield fully to what the Holy Ghost is doing. For he's, he's bringing the stronger dose, more powerful dose of himself for even a greater blessing, a greater dispensation of blessing. I, I pray for everybody tonight everyone everyone here everyone under the sound of my voice i i'm praying that by virtue of this word Oh, thank you. Thank you, Maha. Oh, ho, 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 Hearts on that, break to make hearts fully on that, to make hearts hearts fully on that, to make hearts hearts fully on that, on that, and to follow, because followership, 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 followership of the spirit, of spirit, of spirit, of spirit, of spirit heart, to make heart move after, to come after, to walk after, to go after, after the spirit, after the spirit. To me, alta, miota, alta, 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 alta. Oh, for them, I saw you when you opened doors to you. To me, I took you, Jehadi Mahan, Safas, Yampa, to Niverek. Come at here and see at home to yet has gone yon. Tommy, come out up at the end to stop the end. Open on, sir. Soap in the head, yon, soap in the volume to create spirit. As your spirit, and to find the spirit at your Spirit. Amen. In my spirit is opening. It is opening. It's open. It's 
it's open, it's open, it's open, it's open, it's open, and I'm going to be pouring out more and more and more of my spirit upon every soul and every heart that is open to receive me. Let down the walls that the world and flesh has built up and submit under the leadership and the authority of my spirit. My spirit is open to as many as are willing to submit to me and to let me take the lead. My spirit is open. It is open. I am opening. I am opening. I will break down the walls. I will break down the walls. I will break down the walls and I will build you up. I will raise you up. I will raise you up. It's open. It's open. I will visit every single person. Be open to me. Be open to me. Be open. It's an inner inward encounter. It's an inward encounter. It may manifest in the flesh, but be open within your hearts. Open your hearts. Open your heart. Let your guard down. For the spirit is coming. It's coming like a flood. It's coming like a flood. And it's going to sweep out every wall that is planted in flesh. It's going to sweep out every wall that is planted in flesh. And it will enroot you upon the rock. It will root you upon the rock. It's open the spirit. There is an outpour, 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 outpour of my spirit upon all flesh, upon all flesh, upon every soul. My spirit is pouring, is pouring, it is pouring, it is open to you, it is open to you, it is open to you, it is open, it is open, it is open, come in and drink, come in and drink, it is open, it's open, it's open, it's open, it is open. Open, it is open, it is open. Come under, come under the administration of the Spirit, for it is open to you. It is open to you. It is my goodwill for you to come into my life. It is open to you, says the Spirit of the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Our Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord. We receive. We receive, we receive with all of our heart. Mm-hmm. Receive. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. We give glory to your name. Thank you for the word. Thank you for the ministry of the Spirit tonight. Oh. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Uh, hey, thank you. Thank you. Father, we give you glory for everything. We worship your name. We bless you. We bless you. Amen. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth.